0: This 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 is, is mythical. mythical. Welcome to Ear Biscuits.
1: I'm Rex, and I'm Link. This week at the Round Table of Dim Lighting, we tackle the question: What would you do if robots took your job? All of a sudden, well, we to, have a whole we have a whole due to automation season your, of television about your this. Your career Link. needs to change. Yeah, that's right. Buddy this is si- the
0: inciting event of Buddy System season two. Not, that's right. not to promote that, but we could promote it. And what, I, what did you do when you lost your job to robots? Well, we can talk about that when we talk about it.
1: Yeah, I, because there's a lot of parallels between our, our Buddy System season two characters and the real us even though it's 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 us in a parallel universe. By the way, they're releasing Buddy System season two Uh. I don't know if we're. In front of the paywall at some point. So be, some point, yeah. be looking for that. Um, if we'll you, make a
0: big deal about it when it's all there.
1: Seasons one and two, but if you're gonna only watch one, watch season two.
0: That's confusing.
1: Unintentional yeah. plug. I guess you can watch season one, but anyway. Um, yeah, there's, a, there's some robot stuff happening there. And just let me say, this whole conversation, it, it spawned from a Reddit session. You call them sessions? Yeah, I have a Reddit session as I'm sleeping. As, well, as, as I'm, sh- <laughs> in wow. my sleep. I don't know how that works. As I'm going to sleep in my bed, which that's another thing we may need to tackle is if that's a good habit. But um, I went down this Reddit rabbit trail which meanders through manufacturing processes, um, some eerie anecdotes. And lands smack dab on you. Well, I'm featured in this Reddit thread directly. I don't want to say too much, but I will say, wow. I will. You know what? Yes, this Reddit thread that was featured on the homepage had nothing, absolutely, in the world to do with you, us, anything to do with us at all. Hmm. Somehow involved you. Wow.
0: I'm suddenly interested. And that (laughs) took.
1: So it was a wild ride on Reddit and I wanna take you back through it. I'm so planning we're to participate
0: in this discussion.
1: Uh, the robots are gonna take over at some point in our conversation. Okay. And, but we're gonna land on you, in- inexplicably. Great. Un- well, unexpl- I'll, I'll explain it, but it's unexpected.
0: Okay, um, before we get into that, I do want to tell you something that happened to me at a party. First of all, let me just say that. You're a party animal. I say it. have been so occupied in the evenings. Tonight will mark the sixth straight night that I have had something that is like kind of like an involved. An obligation. Obligation. An out of the home uh, thing. In this one tonight, my, my my wife is actually gonna go with me and we're, we're going to, oh, I'll just say, we're going to the uh, the Mayans MC. Uh, season two premiere. That's right. Uh, to support our friend Kurt Sutter, and um, and this is the one that Jesse's going with me to, and she and she and I, this morning I was like, "You ready for tonight?" And she was like, "What? Again?" She was like, "You're going somewhere again?" I was like, "You're going with me," and it didn't seem to make a difference.
1: Yeah, that's why I, Christy's not going. I am going. I'm going with you and Jesse, and and I guess Stevie's my date. Yeah, because Christy, yeah, she's like. Listen, this has been too much stuff happening. And I'm, I mean, if it wasn't for like a sense of, well, I wanna go for what it is, but I don't wanna go because it's just going somewhere else.
0: I understand that. And, and I, so, said, I said, listen.
1: And I'm almost like, you're going, that's good enough as if both of us are going, that's enough support, but that's kinda lame, I'm not gonna do that.
0: I appreciate that.
1: I could change my mind.
0: I could bail. I wouldn't be surprised if you <laughs> did, but i I certainly hope you go. Uh, but it has been too much. And then I say, this is not typical. And she's like, you always say that. But it isn't. I don't do things six nights in a row. It's that's, not typical. I, 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 that's not the kind of life I have, man. Right.
1: By the way, I have something the next two nights too, so that's another factor.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I got like well you maybe you'll beat my streak. Welcome back to School Nights, two different schools. In the end you will probably tie me. I did something on Thursday and then on Saturday. You only did something on Friday. We went to the Casey Musgraves concert with our wives. That was fabulous. That's a great time. Yeah, cuz Lo- I love that woman.
1: Cuz I went to the Rolling Stones concert the night before. Oh, you did go to the Rolling Stones and concert.
0: Have, yeah, man, I'm So te- okay. I'm tempted
1: to talk about that. First of all, I freaking love Casey Musgraves. I mean, she's I I just that album is amazing. She played most of it. It was it was wonderful. It's exactly what I love to listen to. But I got to say, seeing the Rolling Stones, who I would not call myself a huge Stones fan before going to see them, that was absolutely amazing. Everybody in the Rose Bowl was just in awe of the fact that these like how old, how old did I say Mick was?
0: 76, Se- I believe.
1: 76 years old, four months after having a heart valve replacement surgery. He's walk, He's strutting around the stage for two hours um, going an estimated 14 miles total.
0: So crazy, I don't know, it's just.
1: And they sounded good.
0: It's because the devil's in him.
1: That's how he's able to do it.
0: <laughs> he had sympathy for the devil.
1: <laughs> Man, me and Britton had a great time. It was his treat. It was a long time coming because the heart valve replacement, but man, I get it. I get the Stones now. I feel like I'm an insider. I got the lips and the tongue on my shirt. Oh gosh, yeah, good, good look, best band logo maybe of all time.
0: It is. I mean, I kind of feel like going to the, to the Rolling Stones and then to Casey Musgraves, like that, back that, to this back, is baby. The, it's not the ideal because you're gonna yeah you're gonna judge Casey Musgraves show versus uh, the Rolling Stones, which is just, a, she's doing a different thing. Oh, absolutely. But anyway, you went to a party. I went to the, the one thing that you didn't go to and uh, let's call it a fundraiser. It was a fundraiser uh, for a, um, a charity that we're involved with and there was a guy there who I've met a couple of times. This is an older guy, I mean, he's older than me and, um, super like super nice guy, and we were having a, bu- a bunch of interesting conversations about some stuff that he was that he was involved with. but one of the things that he needed to show me we got into a conversation about jackfruit
1: Jackfruit
0: yeah and um, I recently had seen how big a jackfruit could be. Have you seen how big a jackfruit
1: could be? I can't even say I know what a jackfruit actually okay, is. Okay so you know Like when, a
0: grapefruit? No, not like a grapefruit, no. So you know when you go to like a vegan restaurant and they've got like barbecue but it's not barbecue, it's something else. Oh yeah. Often it's this jackfruit thing. Kinda stringy. Yes, it's got an interesting texture to it. Uh, that's jackfruit and so yeah, looks like that. And it's so kinda it's spiky a, on the outside. It's green the color of an avocado, it's shaped like, how big is it? Okay, well how big would you think that that was? Just a, looking but, at it,
1: it looked about as big as an avocado or an apple. It's
0: this big. What? They can be seventy, they, like seven. Like this twice, guy was said, I, I, twice I, the size of a an average watermelon. Yeah. So, what? Yeah. So when I went to,
1: good gracious,
0: that fruit is jacked. <laughs> this guy's actually uh, helping to import some jackfruit into California, and jackfruit is like exploding in popularity, right? So, and I had just, with Locke at the grocery store a week ago, had seen a jackfruit. And I was like, how in the, that's a jackfruit? It's that big? And th- we almost got it as like a gag gift for Jesse. <laughs> like, let's bring home this jackfruit and see what she does with it. <laughs> you know what I'm because it was just so big. Well, anyway, we start talking about his the business that he's involved in and getting jackfruits in. And um, he's like, Oh, I gotta show you this, I gotta show you this one I found. So he takes out his phone and he begins scrolling through his photos and he's like, okay, hold on. No, I'm, I'm getting close. Uh, uh, there. No, that's, okay, uh, just moving his thumb like this and just rifling through hundreds, thousands uh-huh. of photos. Okay. Two and a half minutes into the scrolling and, oh, the, no. and the saying, on, I'm almost there. Just give me a second. I begin to think that I am the victim of a YouTube prank video. <laughs> you,
1: you started looking around
0: for cameras? I, be, I begin to think that I might be on What Would You Do With John Kionis? which incidentally, I think is a YouTube channel now. What would you do if somebody <laughs> scrolled forever? Like how long would it take
1: in their scrolling for you to just jump in and stop it? Did you think
0: about that? I, not, hey man, you know what, just email it to me. I, well, at one point, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I know they're big, man." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I saw one at the grocery store." He's like, "No, no, you got to see this one." Two and a half minutes is a long time to watch somebody
1: scroll. Well, it, I, and are, are you looking over his shoulder on his phone? And is he scrolling through nothing but photos of jackfruit? <laughs> Uh he's th- lots of photos of
0: fruits and oh, other really? things that he imports.
1: And he's like, hey, this is my girlfriend and this is when we went to the beach
0: and you know, this no, no, is, he this is, is my dog." He is he is he has, dog rifling has, through a grid of photos.
1: It was like a wound on my dog. I had to
0: send this picture no, no, to the no. vet. He's not giving any up in any commentary on the stuff that he's scrolling through. He's just saying, "Hold up, oh, there and you keep thinking, okay, here here and then it's not there and then he keeps going." Now, you know me. I'm I'm a I'm a nice man. Um uh, and I you're nicer to s- strangers. I have a high tolerance for this kind of behavior. I pro- I don't know if it's average tolerance or it's either average or higher tolerance.
1: Well, you have a higher tolerance than
0: I do. Oh hell let's yeah! Just, let's just let's <laughs> let's at least say that. Um, and so that was like, what am I going to do? Like, I had time to start having like an existential crisis, like because every time I look back, he was just saying, "Hold on, let me get, give me a second. Here, here, come, here, come." No, 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 hold on. Let me see. And so I was just like, I guess I'm just gonna stay here in the moment. I'm gonna let this guy find his big ass jackfruit. <laughs> and then when I see it, I'm gonna be really impressed. So I did that. Well, it's
1: kind of a lot of build
0: up. so. It's pretty with big. Each, with each, oh, so he did find it. It was really
1: big. He found it? Yeah, yeah, it was very large. Yeah, you're not even telling that part of the story.
0: You're like, oh yeah, he did find it. It was se- like what, se- the story's over? It was 70. Tell me about the freaking jackfruit. It was 70 pounds. The jackfruit was 70 pounds. 70 pounds. Is that tall? 3 3 feet tall. I don't know. Good gosh. Was uh, he,
1: what 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 gave you a sense of scale? Was he holding a penny him. next to it? Him holding it. Him holding it. Good gosh. They can get Jackfruits wow. can get big. Wow, 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 I bet wow, they don't that. taste as good. Of course they it's never like a, taste like, like a big catfish. You don't they they want never a real, taste real like big catfish. Pork. You could put you could put feet on that in a snout and it would be like a vegan pig. It's it's literally as big as a pig.
0: Jackfruit takes on the flavors of whatever, it's a lot like tofu, takes on the flavors. But But
1: let's get back to the scrolling because I I do want to talk about that. You know what,
0: he got back to the scrolling. Again? After he found the jackfruit. He's a scroller. Another, I lost count, three to four times, he had something in his mind that he wanted to show me and he would go back to the photos and then, I don't think it was ever as long as that first time, but I was like, this is like a Seinfeld episode. If yeah. Seinfeld was made in 2019, yeah. he's the scroller.
1: Now, it, you know what? Somebody needs to talk to him because he's too dependent on photos.
0: He needs to just do hand gestures. You
1: know, like, He's this big. Or pick up a small child and be like, it was this big. Or or make it his wallpaper. If he If, if the anecdote
0: comes up that often, you need to have it printed on a business card. I think this is a perfect example of why you need favorites. You need to take advantage of your favorites feature on your photo collection.
1: Yeah, you're talking about about making an album.
0: If you need like, oh, here's the photo of me with my kids. Here's the photo of the big ass jackfruit that I love to talk about. Stories I always
1: tell but then spend way too much time scrolling for the payoff photo album. That's what you call it. Um, I've actually thought a lot about this like. Okay, good. Pausing a story to scroll because Actually, on the way to the Rolling Stones concert, we were in an Uber. Britt and I were both in the back seat and this guy was like, this guy was coming on strong. Like He wanted to know everything about us and like, really?
0: He's an inquisitive Uber driver? Those are the worst. He had
1: something hanging from his mirror that said fish, the band. Uh oh. So then Britton starts talking about fish. So then, like, literally for twenty minutes, the two of them are just talking about fish. And I'm like, this is great. I don't want to be a part of this. I'm just over here looking out the window, looking at my phone. But the guy, like, he made such a connection with Britton, he was like, Oh, he's an artist. He was like, I used to be a producer, but I only charge fifteen dollars an hour and he he had this he had this hard luck story. And then he's like um, c- give me give give me your information to put in my phone. Let me give you my information to put in your phone. So he like made Britain like put his name and number in his phone, and then he's like and g- and then he pulls up a notepad and he's like writing down Britain's information. I'm like, he's not coming from me. He's like, what about you? Um, what's your name? You know, it's like thirty minutes in conversation. Charles.
0: That's when you say Charles. <laughs> um,
1: I think I said. I think I said
0: link because maybe I was thinking about that. Yeah. I, you have the best excuse in the world. I say James quite a bit. In um, at Starbucks, my freaking name is James.
1: He was like, "And what do you do for a living?" And I was like, "I froze." And then I was like, uh, "I'm a video producer." <laughs> I did not. <laughs> this is the last guy on earth I wanted to get. He was video like, producer. He was like, "What kind of what kind of videos?" I was like, um, "Digital." I was like. Uh, I was like cor- corporate videos. No, what you you lied, man. I said I made corporate. Well, you I know mean, what? We are I a corporation. make videos on a corporate platform. Google is a corporation. We're a corporation. Yeah, and we're a corporation. Yeah, so you didn't lie. You told so the I, truth. on a couple of levels. I make corporate videos, and I said I like to think that if people don't watch my videos, they would die. What was Britain doing when you said corporate, corporate videos? Corporate videos are typically like safety videos. I never made eye contact with Britain. I was pretty. <laughs> I was pretty ashamed. Of what I was doing. I'm a
0: video producer of corporate videos. My name is Charles. Please stop. What was talking my point?
1: Oh yeah. And then he then he goes back to talking about the fish concert. Yeah. Hey, hey, mission accomplished, mission man. Mission accomplished. And he's like, Man, I was I was on the front row of this show and like he starts scrolling through his He's scrolling and driving? He's scrolling and driving. Well we're in bumper to bumper traffic uh, in the
0: Rose Bowl. Got it. Got it. All right.
1: We're trapped with this guy. It yeah. could be an hour. Oh trapped with a scroller. And now he's scrolling. Mm. And his phone's up there mounted. So I mean, I'm like, should I look away? Should I look at his photos? He's not scrolling that quickly, and he's saying things like I said. He was like, "Oh, this is me and my girl at the beach," and uh, yeah, this is this is like a a screenshot I took or something, it's like.
0: Oh he's, he's, well he's giving, he's a commentary laden scroller which is better than a non-commentary But I feel like you should look
1: away. It's kinda like when somebody's entering their password, like if if you wanna help somebody with their laptop like an in-law or something, like you wanna avert your eyes when they put their password in, you know what I'm saying?
0: I do, I don't see how it's relevant but I appreciate.
1: Well when somebody's scrolling through their entire Photo life. You're seeing just to into get their life. Jackfruit. You got, uh, never know okay. what you might see. And I don't. There's lots of things. I don't want to see an Uber driver do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay,
0: got it. Yeah. You know. That's a different album.
1: I'd like to see him just drive and be quiet. He actually talked about. He made a. He made a comment about. Man, I've re- I really enjoyed talking to you. And this is in the middle of the conversation, not the. End. <laughs> talking to Britney. He's like, because a lot of people do get in the car and they're like. You know, they'll just, they're like dipshits. They'll just like be quiet.
0: I'm like, I'm a human. You're a human. And I'm thinking, that's me, man. I don't really think you can call that a dipshit. I know. He's kind of harsh. I mean, some people just don't want to have a conversation.
1: And then he's like, I'm going to come into this show later. And then he's like, I'm going to pull you guys right up here. And he's like, he goes through the parking and they're like charging like 20 bucks for parking. He's like, I'm just dropping these guys off so they let him go through. And then he's like, I'm not leaving. And then it dawns on me as he's pulling into a parking space, this guy's gonna be with us all night. And then he's like, he's parking the car, he's like, I'm, I'm gonna give you five stars and I'm coming, I'm coming to the show, it's like, do you guys have an extra ticket? And I was like, no, thank goodness. We don't have an extra ticket. I'm coming to the
0: show, do you have an extra and you're yeah. not coming to the show unless you can get a ticket.
1: Right. So then then we split up. But for a second I thought he was going to be with us all night but because think, he already had a ticket. I think you would have you would have shut that down. I would have. I think you absolutely shut, I, I think even oh. I would
0: have shut that down.
1: But I wouldn't have stared
0: at his scrolling. Mm-hmm. See, I, I I'm still I'm human. And I think people who have a low capacity or high capacity for tolerating scrolling have a low capacity for exposing people to scrolling. Like I, sure. I I've got like a, I'll scroll for twelve seconds and then I feel like I'm inconveniencing somebody, and I'm like, you know what, don't worry about it. I think on Google Photos, you can you could type in jackfruit and it would literally pull up. You can do that on the iPhone as well, uh, and I almost told him that, but I just didn't. I, I, I didn't. Of course, I thought, it would pull up he was three thousand images it. for him. All right. So. All right, so uh, we could talk about that forever, but we're gonna talk about Let's go down another wild rabbit trail. Apartments.com has more rental listings than anywhere else, so finding the perfect place is easier than ever, and so is finally moving in together, just the two of you. It's
1: a big step. Lots of new responsibilities, lots of adjustments. Most likely, they'll wake you up at odd hours to go to the bathroom.
0: And you'll most definitely find yourself in trouble coming home late for dinner. They may even unroll all your toilet paper next time. It's just what happens when you two find a new place together.
1: But you're not doing it because you feel like it. No, you're doing it because you love them, because their family, and that's why apartments.com has more pet-friendly rental listings on the internet. Did you know that's what we were talking about? Pets. So that you and your furry family can find the perfect new
0: place together. Apartments.com, the place to find a pet-friendly place. Ear Biscuits is supported by AC Pro. It's blazing hot outside, you get into
1: your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows out hot
0: air. The issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY
1: experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Okay, let's get into this. you know, I have this habit of laying in bed, and I like I just pull up the Reddit thread because it just sends me into a world that's not my own. Um, there's many things that many threads that I follow that are relaxing, educational, entertaining, mesmerizing, but in no way related to my work. Whereas if I pull up Twitter, then that's a problem because I feel like. Even if I just look at tweets of comedians, I start to get anxiety interesting anxiety with a g um because I just feel like i comp- I, it's it's the com- it's the social media trap of comparison I think i do it on that level on like a some sort of professional level like I do not tweet and I'm not funny and, oh. and then you even on Instagram I know we did a whole episode about it, but that's starting to creep in so like yeah. a little bit of that but it's mostly just like exotic locations that I look at on Instagram and that, that's not deep enough. I need something deeper and Reddit gives me my fix. So let me take you on a journey. This was, no, this wasn't the popular page. It was posted in a couple of different threads, um, but the one that I follow is educational gifs, or gifs, if you will, and the title of the post is, this is how canning process is done! Exclamation point. And then it's a repost or an embed post of from the Reddit thread manufacturing porn called Kodai canning process, exclamation point. You know, when you hear canning process, it might sound boring, but if you add an exclamation point at the end, I'm listening. This is like how it's made. It, so yeah, it's a, It's a video of um, a can of what appears what is beer. I I couldn't tell what it was because it's like it's not a can that I would recognize. Maybe Kodai is a name brand. I actually don't know. So this video is cool because, of course, it loops, but it shows three different steps in the manufacturing process before it loops. So it it starts and you see them spinning on the lid of a can, and I never really understood. I was really drawn in. I never really understood that the top of a can like where you pop it open, like that that's sealed on. I just had never thought about it. Right. And then the camera moves, after it shows you a number of these lids being slapped on the cans, then it moves earlier in the process and shows you right before the, no, that's later in the process, it twists the can lid and spins off all the beer foam and then it goes earlier in the process and
0: shows you um, all this foamy beer
1: coming out before the lid is slapped on.
0: Yeah, I think this GIF is just looping in the wrong place, or maybe because this is the beginning it's coming yeah, in, coming see, in with the beer. See the on beer top. coming
1: in with all the foam. Then they scrape the foam off, and then they throw a lid on. And the way that the lid slides
0: on is just—I never thought about nice. the fact that you know, because its contents under pressure. Does that mean that the there's, it's extra carbonated when, it's, when it goes in, is that why? Like I would think with that much foam at the top, there would be more foam underneath the surface and so when you ended yeah. up getting a can of beer, it would have like an inch missing of beer because the foam would have just turned into liquid. But it's completely full. I just don't understand how this process leads to that because it's like overflowing right there. Yeah, they fill it up to where the
1: foam is all the way at the top and then they smash the lid down so there is some pressure and there's probably from the carbonation of the beer or whatever you would call it. See, See, this is where you're going and if you were a commenter, this is what you might comment and if you knew that, so you might ask that question, someone would come in and answer the question and then the rest of us would learn that. So whenever I watch a video like this, first of all, I'm mesmerized by it and then I'm just, I'm like there's 343 comments under this video. Mm -hmm. I wonder where it goes and I wonder what most people have engaged in which will rise to the top if you don't use Reddit. I'm just giving you a little background. So it could be anything, they could be talking about anything and the first comment, the beginning of my journey says F word. I'm not gonna say it, it's just not. Those machines must suck to maintain. So we got a Debbie Downer right at the top of this thread. People talking about how unclean it is because basically there's beer foam going all over the can and then in the next step they spin the can at a rapid aggressive speed and then this beer foam goes everywhere. So this is what someone commented and then it, everybody seemed to engage under this one comment. Um, yeah, so the so the person says, those machines must suck to maintain. Of course, I'm like, yeah, I was kinda thinking that myself now that you mention it. And then the person says, someone else responds, sticky, smelly mess. I don't forget that. But clearly, that is not
0: really the case.
1: And then Funky Credo comes in there and says, beer is a perishable product. Those machines are cleaned religiously because otherwise beer won't have a long shelf life due to contamination. It can be sticky during the shift but overall, it's kept clean. I worked for a hot dog manufacturer and every single machine was deconstructed, soaped up, scrubbed and rinsed, then reassembled at the end of every shift. And at this point I'm like, dang, I'm taking a journey to the end of a hot dog shift and they're freaking disassembling the entire machinery, that washing like, it all
0: down. I know you're, you're going other places but I just like I have to say that why can't they just like steam the whole thing? You know, like why can't there just be like a steam component that comes in and just blast it with steam and soap and stuff? Why can't it be self-cleaning? Well, I don't understand why you can't. Well, you got to take it apart. Surely th- this is crevices. Isn't how, this isn't how everything is
1: done. Crevices, man. Hot dog and beer gets in crevices. Hot
0: dog probably gets into more crevices than beer.
1: And you and you can't get it out. So now I'm on this cleaning manufacturing lines thread and I'm I'm all in. Like I was actually surprised at myself at this point that like I was so interested in this and I will keep reading. Okay. I have an industrial engineering degree. You know, all it's uh right. it's it's basically a degree that teaches you not how to make things not not how not to design things, but design how the things are made. Mm-hmm. So it's the manufacturing, designing a manufacturing process. Right. Once the thing that you know you you want to create has already been designed, well, what's the most efficient, or clean, or safe, or all of the above way to actually get that thing made, get that beer canned? One of my favorite classes was uh, we had it was a manufacturing processes class, and we would just go and take tours of factories.
0: Well yeah, tours, I mean it's a field trip class. Yeah,
1: field trip class.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So you got the hot dog manufacturer talking about deconstructing, soaping up, scrubbing, rinsing, reassembling uh, the machines at the end of every shift and then someone commented, and people say automation will take jobs away. And then Funky Credo comes in and says it already did. The company I worked for was in Ukraine. Due to cheap labor costs, the level of automation is low since it's not cost effective. Our facility made four tons an hour of hot dogs using multiple manufacturing lines and close to 100 people per shift directly on those lines. I toured a number of facilities in the US. Most are so automated that a single line makes eight tons an hour, which is twice as much, with only eight people directly involved. Yeah. as opposed to 100. And then someone commented, I bet those eight people got a ton of shit to clean and it probably doesn't all get done. No. And then Movie Man 56 comes in. I used to work in a pastry facility doing sanitation. Yes, now we're, we're going from beer to hot dog to pastry. People working in factories coming out of the woodwork and I am here for it. I noticed that. Pretty much everything can be power washed in most facilities, making it incredibly easy to clean. See, this is the question you had. Why do they have to take stuff apart? Really, do you really need to do that? Um, plus, we had to pass cleanliness inspections every morning which involved multiple cotton swab tests on every machine for food bacteria. We cleaned the entire facili- facility, I can't say. Facility. Facility. Industrial engineer here. We clean the entire facility with like three people versus the 15 that worked the line. Needless to say, I'd far trust US cleaning since it is typically all designed to be cleaned and multiple tests
0: are run before the facility can even yeah, open. Yeah, because the, the moment that you get bacteria on the equipment and it's transferred to the food, you basically are completely shut down. Your livelihood is gone. So right. all the incentives are to maintain very high standards. And a,
1: another, Commenter comes in and talks about how in other facilities that the machines do start to clean themselves, but there's still like rigorous swabbing that's happening. Right. You know, but I think I think I would do good in a place that involved rigorous swabbing, but I would still be very
0: anxious. Like you'd probably never find anything on your swab. But even the r- rigorous swabbing can easily be well, not easily will eventually be automated. I mean, o- all right. steps can be automated. The rigorous, rigorous swabbing, rigorous swabbing <laughs> will be automated. Right? It could be automated. Right. A robot's probably going to be better at you know evaluating the swab than just some dude named Bill. And then uh, Trepanation
1: by forty-five swoops in and expands the convo. Oh, there's an interesting, albeit slightly esoteric argument for automation that suggests that once we as a species get through the initial bumps of steadily implementing it more and more, that humans will thus be able to concentrate their lives more on their truly passionate pursuits due to the vast elimination of boring, tedious tasks. That once we're free of manually having to quote, waste our lives, performing the various tasks out of necessity, we'd have the opportunity to become more in touch with our humanity and spend our time pursuing the things that we truly love and that a majority of previous jobs that related to performing such boring work would translate towards less intensive automation supervision or orchestration, etc. Obviously there's much, much more nuance to that sort of cultural development but it does strike me as an interesting and somewhat counterintuitive notion, don't you think?
0: I think that there's a lot of assumptions about human behavior built into that. Yeah, yeah. There, Haven't there, you seen Wall-E?
1: There is an assumption that once we're freed up, we'll be able to, con- people will instinctively concentrate their lives more on their truly passionate pursuits. Some people will. Yeah, in Wall-E, as I call it, if memory serves me, I, I don't remember much of the plot. Well, if or, memory serves you correct. Or much of the dialogue. Yeah. It could serve you incorrect. <laughs> it could miss. It could. It could disserve me. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a bunch of uh, unhealthy people just slobbing around in, in, in hover recliners, watching screens. Right. Yeah. Which Robots you, doing which, everything. I mean, for we 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 on spaceships. We have leaving the
0: planet because it has been destroyed. We do have some data on this, right? <laughs> I mean, there are people who uh, don't work for whatever reason. I'm not talking about people who want to work and can't, but people who are choosing not to work, they might be retired. I, I guess the retired community is an example. So you've got people who are inactive and watch television, eat and watch television and become the types of people that were featured in Wally e and then you have another set of the population that chooses to do activities, what might be, referred to as active leisure. Mm-hmm. Some things are more active than others.
1: So you're using the retirement thing as an analogous to, well, if your job was taken away and then you had to find a new job, you would have the opportunity to find one that you were more engaged in Well, than something that was more monotonous. That a robot could do it. Well,
0: and I like to, I mean, I like to extrapolate things out to just the logical conclusion, right? I mean, a lot of people make all kinds of arguments about how automation is actually not going to lead to uh, unemployment. And I don't really want to get into it. That's that's kind of a boring, that's not, I don't want to get into that boring conversation. I think that. We could just talk about cleaning manufacturing equipment (laughs) the whole time if you don't want to, if you want to make sure we're not boring. Well, what I'm saying is I don't want to debate whether or not. It, automation is going to really be a problem for people's jobs, but I think that it's kind of unavoidable if we don't. Which I actually think that the chances that we just exterminate ourselves because we don't—we're not dealing with global crises in the way that we should. We're dividing as opposed to being unified and coming together and solving problems. I think we'll probably exter- I think we will exterminate ourselves before we actually get to this point. But let's just say uh people wake up and realize that the world is falling apart and dying and we actually need to do something about it let's assume that humans well d- by the do way that. that is Wally. they were they left earth right it was it was a they had to abandon it yeah well let's just assume that we wake up and figure it out um then it is inevitable that technology will progress to a place where we have the option to get the robots to do all the stuff that we don't want to do then let's ignore like robots rights issues and whether or not they have personhood, that'll become a debate, it already is, whatever, okay. We'll let them worry about that. Yeah, but it is inevitable that we'll get to a point where you don't have to be the person to clean the beer machines or the hot dog machines. Like you could if you want to maybe, but you actually you probably won't even be allowed to because you'll be way worse at it. And so, and even the jobs that we have, like okay, it isn't that far off that I mean, first of all, there's already AI that's making YouTube videos and they'll they'll be the first completely AI-generated movie in however many years and people will go, eventually, the stuff created by the robots, and this may take several generations, many generations, but eventually, the robots will be able to create better than us and you will enjoy a movie created by robots from top to bottom more than the one made by humans, right? Everything will be eventually replaced. The, the robots uh, I, will be able to do it better eventually.
1: I, I just have. Then a, what are we I, gonna I do? can't
0: believe that a purely creative
1: endeavor went, would subject to so much, so much sensibility. No, I'm saying could ever be. This is way, 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 I, I way,
0: way far in the future because replicating the human mind and human intuition. I mean, did you see the thing where this? This could be. I don't know if this is just one of those internet. Things that's not true but you know the picture of the chihuahuas and the blueberry muffins in the grid? Oh yeah. And somebody sent that to I think a text that we're on and they were like.
1: I think Jesse sent it.
0: AI is not able to tell the difference between the blueberry muffins and the chihuahuas.
1: Now if I squinted I couldn't either.
0: Right but as a human you can look at it and within about half a second you can determine which one's a chihuahua and which one's a blueberry muffin. Apparently AI still can't do that right? But they will be able to do that if they can' already if that's just a meme that doesn't isn't true.
1: What I don't understand is why robots can't push the button that says I am not a robot on websites. <laughs> like now that seems pretty simple. Yep. you should be there robot. really good point. I mean, that's it literally says I am not a robot and then there's one button to just check. It's like a checkbox. So I'm pretty
0: much under I'm, I'm eroding your entire argument with that. <laughs> They can't
1: check the box,
0: man. But they will. I'm just saying that there's gonna be all kinds of ups and downs, all kinds of arguments, ethical conundrums leading to a place, but eventually, technology inevitably, if you don't exterminate yourself, it progresses to a place where something you create is surpasses anything that you are. I just think that that's inevitable. So there will be- And cool. There will be a point in which you're like, I don't have To contribute essentially to society, I mean the the thread goes on to universal
1: basic income, um, which I, you know, I don't really have the appetite to go there, except to say that, well, if if it some people say well if if that exists then, I actually don't know, but I presume that there's then an argument on one side that's like, well, you know, then it it gives people a a padding that then they're not going to do anything. You've got the low level you've got the base level income that you need to to thrive. So it really comes back to and we can make this about us, but what do you do if you if you have free time? I mean, if you have to find a job and there's no like there, there's no financial cushion there, mm. then hopefully we're creating enough jobs where everybody can get one i it just doesn't make sense to me that everybody will automatically be able to then move to what they're most passionate about, but I also don't know that most people if they are financially secure enough I think there's there's some people who then like go wild with their passions and there's some people who just go lazy
0: yes yeah, very I, personality dependent
1: yeah, and I actually feel i i feel like my my natural instinct is in is toward the entropy of. Just, just laziness, just falling apart. Mm, I don't think no.
0: I don't. I, I, I don't think so. I think you'd get very frustrated with yourself if you, if you, if you actually did that with your leisure time. But
1: it, I'm reading a book right now. I would become depressed. Yeah, but I think I would have to push through that. And I think I, I'd I, have I think, to go through. I think you would. I'd, I think I would have to go through that valley.
0: I'm reading a book right now, that I'm not going to say what it is because it might be a wreck once I get through and decide that it's a wreck it by wreck, you know, a wreck and effect at the end of the show. Um just say what just say no, you no, can give it again? No, but no, I you don't, don't know sh- if it's good. Uh yeah, I cuz I I feel like it might be a strong recommendation, but I have to I'm only like a third through it. But one of the principles that uh is being discussed in the book is essentially where people you have this idea that okay, well what I'm going to do when I get old and I've and I've, you know, I've done my work and it's time to retire is I'm going to be, as my Instagram, shout out to RedMC on Instagram, um, as my Instagram bio says, future international man of leisure, right? And it's a joke that I just came up with, you know, it's, not okay. a, it's kind of a non-joke. It's a playful description. And yeah, I think it, it, it will turn some people against you. Yeah, and as a result of this conversation, and as a result of this book I'm reading, I actually think I'm going to change that. Yeah, I, I definitely hate you because of it. Now. But so the the implication is that okay, when I have free time, I'm going to be a man of, and I would say active leisure, you know, travel, experiencing things or whatever. Kite kite surfer. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go there. Now the 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 argument that this guy makes in the book is that people who live lives of purpose and have true joy are those who as actually as they get older, they actually increase their commitments to other people it might be a commitment to a cause or a commitment to a community or an organization or an individual, but essentially that people who are the most satisfied and the most purpose-oriented are the people who have commitments. I gotta be there for something for or for somebody. Six nights in a row. And that's not what my six nights in a row have been about, but I, you know what I'm saying. And, yeah. And um, that kinda struck me. I was like, first of all, it, this isn't like this isn't fundamentally against goes, goes against anything that I already believe or, or think or want for my life. But it made me think differently about that little quip in my Instagram bio because I do like to think about, hey, we're gonna travel and we're gonna do this. And he's like, everyone thinks that that's what they want to do, but that life gets pretty empty pretty quickly. And so I think that the real question, the ethical question, when people have this free time, because we're just we're we're talking in the we're assuming that people are gonna have the option to be like, okay, I get my universal basic income and now I can play video games, I can go I can get lost in VR, which is that's gonna be a huge cultural problem, is people getting just basically living their lives online.
1: And then other people will just binge watch them VRing their lives. Right.
0: And but the other, I think the people who are gonna be truly happy, like you're talking about fighting through this depression, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, if you commit yourself to just personal pursuits, I'm gonna go do what I want to do, whether that's watch TV or go kite surfing. It could be active. I do think that eventually you're gonna be like, I kinda just, this. there's not a lot here. This isn't what- hu- Why am I here? Humans are Why not- Why am I even still here? Uh, yeah, and so the, the, the principle in this book is that we, we think we're all about independence, but really we're built for interdependence. And so I think that there's this idea that like, listen, we uh, we evolved in community and like you go back just a very, very short period of time to where we were living in these like communities of like 100 to 150 individuals that all had a role and you were contributing to each other's lives, you were involved in each other's lives emotionally, physically, and you were helping raise children. And and when you got
1: old, you were valued for your perspective.
0: Yeah. Your wisdom. And so I think that, again, if we don't exterminate ourselves, we get to this point where all the robots are doing all the work. The only way we will survive as a species is if we somehow replicate this community that exists for our own health. So you know what I'm saying, like we will come up with roles and interactions and relationships for our own personal well-being that may not even be, they're not contributing to like the GDP because the robots are doing all that. This just becomes about just well-being amongst people. First of all, a shit ton of people. That's something to pay for. Billions of people. You can make a living doing that. More people than the world can probably support but. It
1: doesn't have to be charity, I mean, there's occupations associated with this and more can be invented. this is exactly what I was getting at when I was like aspirationally I want to be the type of person that takes life by the horns. You know, it's like we don't my, my nanny Lucille, my mom's mom, she worked her entire life in a shirt factory. Right. You know, and my aunt Vicky right beside her. Aunt Vicky was a folder, I believe, and nanny was an inspector. You know, the little sticker you get with a number.
0: With the name on it. Well the it's number was. by Lucille.
1: Lucille was number, I don't know, maybe she was number nine. She's number one to me. <laughs> but there was, that's accountability in the factory. That's why they put the sticker there. It's yeah. not for anybody else. Just if something screwed up, then Nanny gets a, a demerit. Right. But any, I mean, that is that, that red cap factory on, on the far side of Lillington across from Birds. Driving yeah, that right. trailer where they had the amazing burgers. Yeah, and now it's there's just a Burger King over there, and it sucks every day of her life.
0: I mean, like I'll need to ask her how many years, but like she did it longer than than Vicky, right? Because or they maybe they stopped. Well, she the same she retired. Vicky went to work at the
1: school. That's well, yeah. Um, but her entire working life, she worked in one shirt factory the entire time. Man, right? I mean, it's like. We have this amazing job where we're so creatively fulfilled, and every day is different. I mean, our calendar's filled up, and we're told where we have to be and what we have to do, and we have to fill all these slots, and we get grumpy. But we have, we are doing our passions. Like, oh yeah, th- there's few people on the planet that the percentage of their time is de- is dedicated as highly as ours is to our our actual our passions. Yeah. Um. And maybe that's a factor, but I I don't, for me, but I think it's more still a personality type that like, it's probably both that like, okay, if, if I had time, I would just like veg out. And maybe that's because I'm so fulfilled. And maybe the average person who isn't would more likely pursue that than not. But I wanna be the type of person that as I continue to gain space in my life to make decisions with what I wanna do, that it's things that are healthy but also meaningful and beyond myself. You can save the wreck but just tell me the name of the book. I feel like I'd like to maybe read this book.
0: It's called The Second Mountain.
1: The Second Mountain, okay. Um. Yeah, so I'm, I'm interested in that, I think that because I don't know that I'm that type of person. I mean, like even this weekend, it's like I'm going camping with the kids, but it's because our friend Nick said, "Hey, I'm going camping with my kids. Do you want to come?" And I was like, they probably aren't going to want to come. And then I asked the kids and they wanted to go. And I'm like, "Yes," because I didn't want to take them. I didn't want to force them. Yeah. I was so happy, but I, I was a little it was a tinge of like self-judgment that I wouldn't have gone camping unless I was invited. Like, I had the time and and my family has the appetite, but I didn't take the initiative to do it. And I want to be the type of person that's like
0: continues to, you know, not just sit on my butt.
1: I don't. I'm hard. Maybe I'm too hard I think on myself. You're, I
0: think you're being too hard on yourself because uh, I, I think that. Climb
1: that second mountain.
0: Like, when your wife. Literally. When your wife texted me and my wife a picture of you. Uh, Lounging next to your pool this past Saturday. And she said, this is post nude swim, Link. (laughs) And you just had a towel, (laughs) you were asleep. And you had a towel draped over your nether regions. And she was like, still nude by the way. Um, yeah. I didn't judge you, man. You know what I thought to myself? Man, I should take a nude swim right now. I should be in my pool naked and then lounging next to it. That's what I thought. Uh, sometimes man, a man it, needs to swim naked, man. Yeah, and if you zoom in on me, look, look look, at how. You look so contented. Look
1: how content I look right now. Don't worry, Kiko, I'm taking a screenshot for you. So you can see my contented naked body
0: lounging by my pool. So Share it with the people. Because so, I'm
1: passionate about
0: it. Again, because I think, that I don't feel bad about that. I think that so much of what makes us happy is trying to find a way to interact with the modern world in a way that is sort of in symphony with our actual biology. You know what I'm saying, and that's just a re- I you know I talk about this and you're tired of it and you don't want to hear me talk about it again when I I say it all the time about, you know, stone age hardware and modern age Software, and that's those are kind of the the source of so many of our problems. But I do, I just feel that way. And so, like, what you're doing when you lay next to your pool after you've had, like, we work hard. Yeah, we have a great job. We, it's not, it's not a hard labor job. My hands are soft. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? The tips of my fingers are the, my, the tips of my left hand fingers are pretty callous because I play the guitar. But my hands are soft, you know, I used to shake hands with my Uncle Jake, who was a pipe welder, and that dude, it was just like going into the sandpaper section of the Home Depot and just brushing up against it. I mean, his hands were, it was like, it was something other than human skin. It was like boulders wrapped in sandpaper. Yeah. Wrapped around your hand. It was just like touching a man wearing a glove, and then you're like, oh, he doesn't have a glove on. <laughs> you know? His hand has become a glove. and. That man worked hard, lived hard, died young. We don't live that kind of life. Well, he shouldn't have stared right into the welding arc. I don't think that's what it was. He he took the the appropriate safety measures, I believe. Well, he didn't wear gloves. We have a pretty, we we get to do, like you said, privilege out the wazoo. We get to do what we want, we make our own schedule, but we have committed ourselves thoroughly to these aspirations and these dreams. On this probably delusional level, and we end up spending a lot of time on it. So when I get home at night or on the weekends, like I'm exhausted because emotional exertion is a real thing. Like we're putting our hearts and souls into what we're doing and performing and creating, and it is exhausting and it does have a physical toll. So I don't. You shouldn't feel bad about that. I think what okay, we're really I don't talking. Anymore. I think what we're really talking about is when. When we don't have those obligations, like I, because I kind of feel like I know what I would do. Like if all of a sudden, I everything was good, everything was taken care of, all the people that I love are taken care of, and you know, I could just like step away from everything that we built, and I could just like I can do anything that I want. What I would most likely do, like my first inclination, is to just fill my time with other creative endeavors, but things that don't necessarily have to be a commercial success, right? And maybe things that wouldn't even be enjoyed by lots of people. It might just be like, oh, I'm gonna create in this particular way, write or or paint or whatever, or I've got this passion project and I wanna do that. Um, and, I, and I think that even that would become kinda unfulfilling at some point, right? Because, Unless I was able to direct those passions and what I can do creatively into like greater good to support something or support someone, um, I think eventually those things wouldn't be very fulfilling. Right now I think the thing that keeps us going and keeps us so busy is, again, and I do think it's slightly delusional and that's probably a good thing, is we just have this idea that like, oh, the next thing that we're gonna create is the best thing we've ever created and we're gonna find some way to get somebody to help us make it. Uh, and we have this sort of rolling list of things that we feel like we have to do. But eventually we're gonna get to the end of that, we're gonna, one of the two things is gonna happen. We're gonna do the things on that list and then realize that they're really not any different from a personal satisfaction point than anything we've ever created. And there's no real joy and happiness there. B probably more likely, we're gonna get older before, we're gonna lose the ability to do them before we're able to do them. I mean, that might be a pessimistic viewpoint, but it's just like the my greatest fear is that our best work is behind us, but I'm also sort of like using historical data to come to that conclusion that, you know, typically you're moving into your 40s. you It's not like you're, I mean, I hope, I still believe that our best work is ahead of us, but anyway, we're gonna at some point we're gonna get to a place where we either either done it or we weren't able to do it, and now we got to make a decision about what it, what is life gonna be. I, that's the more that's the more pressing question for me personally because I feel like we're gonna be answering that question for ourselves uh, in a way that maybe the society as a whole is gonna be answering that question in the distant future because we've got privilege to do it.
1: I feel like you need to. Ask yourself that question, much less. But the average person might need to ask themselves the question much more, like, how do I engage my passion for the, and then dot dot dot, potentially for the greater good. Let me continue with the thread here, because he, with every, with every tangent. There is a recentering. Um, so after that, oh, this one guy shared this anecdote, which I'll, I'll quickly share. Just, um. I worked as a controls engineer at a factory that made sports drinks for a few years. Beer, wieners, pastries, sports drinks. Mm -hmm. This is my passion. I'm gonna go back to industrial engineering. (laughs) I think that's what I'm learning. The factory was originally built in the 70s and had been constantly upgraded. It was eerie because you'd be in a million square foot factory plus warehouse that ran 24 seven, producing over two million cases of drinks per month and there'd be 20 to 40 people on duty per shift. So you could be on the factory floor and potentially not see another human being for
0: hours. That's crazy. I would love to go into a facility like
1: that. The break room and parking lot were all sized for hundreds of people so everyone would be on lunch break and it'd only be a small corner of the room with people in it. It always felt
0: a little bit eerie. So when they built this plant, there was more people in the process.
1: Yeah, but like back back in the um, 70s. Yeah, million square foot facility. So now there's like 20 to 40 people. Anyway, automation had eliminated hundreds of jobs over the decades and continued to eliminate the remaining ones including maintenance technicians and housekeeping staff as the machines got more reliable or came with more capabilities. But, and at this point I started to think, man, this is this would be cool in a movie. Like this is a cool setting for a movie. Like it's not even in the future, this is now. So we don't have to make like a sci-fi film to do this, but I'm just planting a seed here that like, huge factory with like 20 people working in it.
0: Hmm.
1: Let's find a factory and let's write a whole movie in a cavernous factory where only you only see people once a day and then you go to the break room and like they're all huddled in the corner eating. Starved for connection. That's eerie, man. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. I, so that's that's a movie idea that I got. And then we come to it. There's there's more stuff under people talking about like that guy's post. But then I'm keep I keep scrolling. I'm about to fall asleep at this point. Like, boy, I've 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 been in the canning process. I've been I've been power washing equipment. I've been thinking about the my, like my future and engaging my passions and the future of society. I've been thinking about a movie idea and right before I shut my little phone and shut my little eyes, I read it. Somebody comments, that was my nickname in middle school. And if you scroll all the way back up to the top, you'll remember that the second comment was sticky, smelly mess. Ah. Which someone said that was my nickname in middle school. Middle
0: school, school. okay. That's interesting.
1: First comment underneath that, Rhett? Question <laughs> mark? <laughs> and then other people are commenting about it. Of course, you say that was my nickname in high, high school, school, but uh, on GMM a lot. And I was imme- I was bolted. I almost sat up on my bed. Like all of a yeah. sudden, I was like totally awake again. Yeah, I was like. I'm like deep. I know him. I'm deep, I know him. <laughs> yeah, I'm deep in this Reddit thread. It has nothing to do with me, you or us and all of a sudden there you are. Someone who knew you and that dumb catchphrase mm. felt the need to to associate dumb, themselves with it. Like, I
0: think it's a pretty good, it, it's kinda like what she said that's it's, what she said it kind of always works
1: it's exactly like that in that except for the fact that if you said that's what she said on our show a lot and people thought that you came up with it that's the thing i find funny is that you didn't come up with i don't think i that came was up with my nickname in high school and you don't you have not claimed to do that but there are people in the world and there are people on this reddit thread apparently who's so associated with you that i think they may believe that you came up with the Catch Catchphrase. I
0: think I could convince myself that I
1: came up with it. Memory, you can control that kind of thing. Well this person got it wrong. You said high school, you say high school. But middle no, no, school,
0: no. sticky and smelly mess, I don't know, it is a little bit more of a middle school thing. Look
1: at it right there, question mark, Rhett.
0: Rhett? But that didn't get much traction.
1: Didn't get any traction. No, no, no. He got two upvotes. Okay.
0: Huh. I appreciate
1: that. It's time to give a wreck in effect as we wrap down this episode. Check, baby, check. I guess it's my turn to give a wreck. Yeah. You know what? I um uh oh, I didn't come very prepared today. I would like to highly recommend um a book called Second Mountain. <laughs> it's um come on, man. I, I, I haven't started reading it yet, but Rhett was telling me about it and you I'm only a third early. into it. I don't I don't Rhett's like- only a third into it, but from what he tells me.
0: Uh, I don't like to recommend, I'm gonna recommend that I it. I'm going to recommend it. You're
1: not recommending it. I'm recommending it. But well, you can't steal my recommendation, well, man. Well, I'm stealing it. I'm stealing it. Second Mountain by. I'm
0: not going to tell um, you. I'm not going to say who it's by.
1: Rupert Monday. I don't know. Come on, man. What's this? I got to give the. What,
0: what? Is this really your wreck?
1: Yes. Why? You don't have another wreck?
0: Second, da- David Brooks, man.
1: David Brooks, Second Mountain.
0: I think it's also, called The Second Mountain.
1: I also recommend Second Act, a 2018 American romantic comedy film directed by Peter Segal
0: and written by Elaine Goldsmith-Thomas. Because that came up on your, when you did a Google search for Second.
1: Hashtag Ear Biscuits, let us know what you think about automation, the future of society, following your passions and somehow, I don't normally do this, but I just wanna encourage you. Take a moment, even if it's just a moment today
0: to engage a personal passion. Don't wait. And definitely stop before you become a sticky and sweaty mess, <laughs> or st- <laughs> a sticky and smelly mess. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>